With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a lot that goes on in that brain. All right, let's just stay calm here. It's time for Tazi's Take. On In The Zone. Had a great time going to Magic home games this year, mostly because of the brand of basketball they're playing, but also because I'm able to get free media meals. So after I get my pregame media meal, I make my end uh, dessert as well, those uh, frozen cookie ice cream things. You You spring for those every time? Yeah, just about every yeah. car. It's hard to pass. <laughs> I go about once a week. I go into the freezer. I don't want to be overly full because I'm about to go on the air. So I right. try and straddle that fence. And usually the dessert pushes me over the edge. But last night, had to have one of those chocolate cookie ice oh, cream man. sandwiches. Oh, my God, did that hold me over through the night. Really holds it down. And then uh, get up to my media seat in the corner. Not a bad seat. T- taking in that first quarter. I mean, Magic are up for 46 points. The ball's moving thoughtlessly. Guys playing confident. Love to see it. But I did happen to notice, I think it was T.J. McConnell who slipped, and, and Pascal Siakam was out like a month because of an adductor uh, that he suffered uh, after slipping on a wet NBA floor. And then there's T.J. McConnell going down. And then there's Gary Harris going down, who ended up having a great game. Thank God he stayed healthy after it. But seeing them slip, I mean, these are millions of dollars worth of NBA players on the floor, and if these floor moppers aren't up the snuff, I mean, just highly lucrative job. And I even sent out the tweet that they're in such a crucial role, and you responded saying, like, you know, giving them the credit that they deserve. Absolutely. I mean, think about how much money they have that they're responsible for with how much those players are worth. So responsible, and I feel like it, it doesn't get talked about enough I mean, you know, it, it's not like uh, the sweat is glowing in neon green so you can see exactly where you need to wipe it up. It's it's not the easiest, but, you know, you see those guys scurrying out there, or girls scurrying out there and really rubbing it down and making yeah. sure it's dry. And uh, I, I think I was talking to you before the show. I was mentioning that uh, the girl that I'm dating is, is in HR, and I actually had this conversation about floor moppers with her. And she said, oh, those guys make good money. They yeah. make like 50 grand. I had wondered why they take their jobs so seriously, because if you watch the floor moppers, they're locked in. I mean, they're locked really, in. really, like they got a game plan. They they put some real effort into it. And then you started breaking down the figures to me, and now I totally get it. Well, so, yeah, I, I typed in how much do NBA floor cleaners make, <laughs> and it says a sweeper just starting out will likely earn between $60,000 and $70,000, <laughs> while a more experienced sweeper with significantly more time in the league can easily earn as much as 90000 to 100000 So, crazy. I mean, they do deserve to be compensated properly but if they're not doing their job i mean i'd be ready to cycle these people out like i'm sorry but if you're if you're paying me 70k a year to mop a floor i'm mopping the hell out of the floor you will never see a drier floor than what i've got in front of me i'd be getting caught on a fast break (laughs) 
<laughs> Hold on, TJ. They'd be bringing it back down the other way. Like, oop, I got to get out of there. I mean, truly, I can't believe. I think it has a few times where uh, somebody is lagging a little bit and had taken their time cleaning that floor. But how much sweat gets poured onto those floors and, and beer. how and beer and how slippery it gets. I mean, underrated just wow. concept about NBA basketball. It's being able to go to as many home games as I've been able to go to this year has been just a privilege and I've enjoyed every second. But the more you go, not the less you take in the game, but you're noticing some of the other idiosyncrasies <laughs> of an NBA game. And I want to be in on the conversation where the boss of these individuals is giving the sick, the one who's making 60K the raise to where they get up to 85. Yeah. Like, look, I've been watching your Great floor game from you. Incredible stuff. I yeah. mean, you're really mopping circles around the other people that are next to you. We're going to give you more money because we, of we need to get a magic floor mopper on the show and talk talk shop. I mean, really, <laughs> I need to hear strategy. I don't think I've ever heard a, a, a floor cleaner on a podcast. It's oh a needed, needed thing. I'm with you. This segment brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Let's get the latest from the NFL Network and Westwood One. We're back in 60 seconds. Blobner joins us every Thursday at this time from 95.3 WDAE, one half of the J&Z show, noon to 3 p.m. on that very station, all part of our iHeart family. Zach, welcome to the show. How was your show today? It was good, man. It was a lot of fun, and uh, thank you for asking. Actually, I just I had this inkling uh, of, of my mind as I'm uh, getting ready to pop on, and I don't think I tell you guys it's enough. You have a great show over in Orlando, and you and Taz do a fantastic job, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful wow. to be a part of the program once a week. This oh, thanks, uh, feels like it's going to be a crap sandwich. Now tell us, you know, you, you lead with the compliment, right. then you issue the crap, and then you finish with the compliment? No, no. no so just... I'll even go a step further. I started my morning with a uh, Paolo Banchero highlight. Thank Carol. Kick and butt. Yeah, get the name uh, right, but go on. Okay. Uh, look, I'm I'm trying to be at the same level as y'all. Thank you for the help there. I'm, you know, I'm taking uh, pointers from you Orlando folks today. Well, I appreciate it. That was very nice of you to say. Um, on our text line, I know you guys um, interact with your audience quite a bit as well. Tazi had brought up his admiration for the people that mop floors during the game of an NBA game that they actually have crucial. A, a more crucial job than we give them credit for. These are NBA players that are worth a lot of money, and if you're not mopping the floor properly, that could that's a heavy investment that could go south very quickly. So, um, yes, we had fun with that conversation, but also he's kind of serious. And we have a text here that says, don't criticize floor moppers. We are giving them love. Is there any other show in the country right now talking about the high quality of floor moppers and how critical they are to the operation? Zach, sometimes I think listeners just don't get it. You know, they don't hear us properly. I think uh, I think there's a lot of love for the floor moppers, you know. There's a t- technique to it, right? Um, I mean, I've seen Goodwill Hunting. Like some of them are geniuses. Uh, crazy things happen. So, Zach, have you heard of how much these people make? They make guap. <laughs> how much? How much they make in a year? At least sixty k to seventy k. And if you have tenure, you're in the ninety to one hundred thousand range. Okay, better question. What else is on their to do list in a given day besides mop the floor? That's a good question. That's a good question. I'm sure they got a few other things to do. I'm telling you right now, after learning this information and seeing how well they're respected within their organizations, if my kid comes to me in in several years and says, and he looks at me, 
with his with his cute doughy eyes and says, "Dad, I want to be just like you." I'll say, "No, no, no, no. Grab a mop. <laughs> yeah. Start cleaning the floors." I got. Hey, speaking of uh, of Lil Owen, there, he's got a mop. You can just turn him around, put him upside down. He can be the floor <laughs> yeah, mop. That, exactly. hair is, that hair is long, bro. We got his haircut recently. Sometimes we go stretches. The last time we sat down, it was a couple weeks ago. We took him in to get his haircut, and the the lady who cuts his hair looks at us and goes, "When's the last time you guys did this?" And I thought, well, that felt really judgy, very judgy, oh, super judgmental. I, I know what I want to teach my two sons if I ever have two sons: how to mop an NBA floor and long snapping. I feel like that's yeah, that's the best way. That's where it's at right yeah. there. That's the play. Wow. Never know where these conversations are going to go. Um, we did get a text on the uh, on our text line at 50857 about you, Zach. It's, uh, and and it, usually they're rude, so this one was actually refreshing because it was just wanted me to ask you a question. Ask Zach, would he rather replace Brady with Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, Jimmy G, without a doubt. Uh, look, first of all, there's 0% chance that Jameis Winston ever comes back to quarterback the Buccaneers. It's just not a plausible scenario. Um, and the only people that actually want that are hardcore Florida State fans that moonlight as Buccaneer fans, in my humble opinion. Um, but, look, I don't think Jimmy G's plausible either because I think he's going to be too expensive. Uh, the Bucks are, you know, money-wise in a position where – if it isn't Brady, you know, if he doesn't come back, they got Trask on the roster, he's an option. But outside of him, you're looking at, like, names similar to Sam Darnold uh, and hoping for whoever you bring in, maybe like Gardner Minshew, to have a year in Tampa Bay next season, similar to what, like, Geno Smith did in Seattle. Like, that's the best-case scenario for the Bucks quarterback room next year. Um, that's reasonable in some capacity. I mean, again, you could pray that Brady comes back. You could pray that Trask somehow is a – badass as a second round pick that sat around for a few seasons but realistically you're going to end up with like a Sam Darnold to Geno Smith type year this past season I just don't know which version you'll get you guys have been riding the high of highs the last couple of years with the storyline of Brady the success that the Buccaneers have had are you dreading what next year could look like or are you intrigued by it Football-wise, yeah, I'm dreading it. It's going to yeah. be ugly. Um, but, you know, look, again, that's how it goes, right? You know, it's nothing lasts forever. And uh, on the bright side, the hockey team's still really good. Uh, baseball is expected to be a playoff contending team again. We'll see just how deep in the playoffs they could end up. I mean, wasn't great this past year, and it was an early exit the year prior, too, just after that World Series run. But, uh, yeah, football definitely. But Between it all here in Tampa Bay, football is a gigantic question mark and we're assuming most of the answers to the question are going to be bad so uh yeah not excited um but on that same page at news today for mike gear follow at the nfl network that the bucks in these offensive coordinator interviews are asking potential candidates like how would you help get tom brady back on track after a bad year hmm. or a rough year on offense and look i'm not thinking that that means they know he's coming back but it at least has to be something where they don't necessarily believe it's a 0% chance that Brady's the quarterback again next season. Why else would they ask potential OCs about him? Hmm. I mean, yeah, either it means that there's potential that he comes back, or it's just an interesting question that I would like to know the answer to. You know, sometimes you just want to see how people answer difficult questions. Uh, we're talking to Zach Blobner from 95.3 WDAE. What was Bruce Arians all worked up about? Uh, the the firing of Byron Leftwich. D- did he not watch this past year? I mean, I know that's his boy, but the offense looked bad. Like, he, he had to know that. 
And it wasn't just Byron. I mean, there was a handful of other assistant coaches that were let go. Byron's just the biggest name. He was the offensive coordinator. But all the people on the staff that were let go are Bruce's people. So, yeah, he's pretty upset. Plus, he had multiple times this season said that it's, you know, the injuries and the players aren't executing right and basically standing up for all the coaches that he uh, went to bat for in terms of handing it over to Todd Bowles and the entire staff that he had put in place. Look, I, I... I just, again, like you said, I don't, I don't know what he expected. It was an awful season in terms of the expectations with Tom Brady and this offense specifically. Uh, and if you're Todd Bowles, you realize, all right, well, you got one year to turn it around, not only to stay as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, this is probably his last opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL, right? You know how ugly it was with the Jets. And last year with Tom Brady, you finished 8-10 and in early exit in the postseason. Uh, nobody's thinking, oh, this guy deserves a third stint if the Bucks let him go. So if you're going to go down and it's not going to work out, you at least want to make sure that you have your own guys in place and that it's because of the decisions that you made and not the staff that you were given from your predecessor. So you're of the belief that this was Todd Bowles' call and that this wasn't a, a Jason-liked thing where you looked and said, look, we're going to let you stay, but we're going to have to clean house, so pick the guys that you don't want here. Yeah, I think Todd was like, I don't like the offense, yeah. <laughs> uh, bluntly. I mean, because, listen, obviously we can talk about the Dallas game and how the defense looked very porous. It wasn't a good showing for that side of the ball either. But there was a stat where, like, if the offense would have put up 20, 21 points a game, that they would have had double-digit wins. They would have been a much better team. And, uh, you know, amongst the averages of points scored, like, they just weren't there. They were dead last in the running game, dead last in explosive plays. Todd's a very you know defensive-minded guy. I wonder if he wants an OC to come in that's going to be more run game heavy. It's going to be more you know this is we're just going to ground and pound and try to run clock and keep our defense fresh. Like I just I don't think the way that Byron ran an offense and similarly maybe even that Bruce ran an offense is the way that Byron or uh, that Todd wants his offenses ran as a head coach, especially again being a defensive-minded guy. I guess we'll see depending on who they hire here. Um, but I think it was a Todd Bowles thing. I think he knows, hey, i got to get this right, and Byron isn't the answer. Okay, so uh, the Bucks are no longer a factor in the playoffs. We've got four teams left, two really good games coming up on Sunday. I'm sure you've put a lot of thought into this. Maybe you've even placed a couple of wagers. Who you got this weekend and why? Listen, if Patrick Mahomes didn't have a high ankle sprain, I still might take the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, with that injury, it's just since he's hot, you know, Joe Burrow's got the swagger. That's a team that's clicking on both sides of the ball right now. Has immense talent on the offensive side, obviously. I like Cincinnati at Burrowhead, as the players are calling it, in stripes there. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm all over that because, again, Patrick Mahomes with that high ankle sprain, he's just not going to be very mobile. And honestly, if you double cover Travis Kelsey, what's, gonna, what's he going to do? Like, I just I find it hard to believe that that offense with a hobbled Mahomes is going to be able to keep up with Burrow's offense. Credit to him for beating the Jags, but it's a different ball game when you get Cincy in town. On the other side, man, I hate to go chalk on the NFC, but the Eagles have been the best team all year, and I'm somehow still not a Brock Purdy believer. I think the clock finally strikes midnight for this guy as he gets pressured a little bit and has to deal with some turnovers, and maybe, like, maybe the 49ers have a chance to win it at the end, but I don't trust the game in his hands. He's been good at you know, four quarters not being in a position where he has to be awesome at the end. I think that might change this weekend, though. And I just, I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts in, in this offense. So I like Philly to go uh, play Cincy. And when that happens, we can figure out the other side of it. You doubt Brock Purdy at your own peril, Zach. 
Well, I will. I will at my peril, my wallet, my everything. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I can't buy the hype. I can't. Hey, you know what though? I was, I was listening to one of the 49ers insiders about like how they went away from McCaffrey and they said that maybe his calf was flaring up a little bit and then Eli Mitchell was running strong at the end of the Dallas game. And all I could think was like, Brandon Kravitz talking me into Christian McCaffrey in multiple leagues, despite my injury concerns and yeah. how that helped me uh, win some dough. So, well, I appreciate that. that. I feel like not enough people have apologized to me for hating on Christian McCaffrey before the season. Multiple weeks when he played poorly, <laughs> awful, atrociously. I only played Trevor Lawrence somehow when he was bad. All the weeks where he had like forty points, he was on my bench or not on my team. Yeah, definitely pure, pure comedy every Sunday, trying to figure out just based on his stat line what Trevor Lawrence was doing on your bench. You know? I will never stream quarterbacks again, and I didn't do it in every league. I had Hurts in a league, I had some other leagues, but like I will never put myself in a position where I'm streaming. At least I don't want to say never. Next year, all my drafts. Every quarterback that I take will be a top two, three round pick, if not the first round. Like I'm that annoyed at streaming quarterbacks this year that I'll never do it again in fantasy. Well, I'll never do it next season again in fantasy. I I just want to let you know, Zach, I'm right with you on Eagles 49ers, and Kravitz has even accused me of having Stockholm Syndrome because of what the Eagles (laughs) did to my Giants, that I'm like that much of a believer and brainwashed into them now. I got them running the table. Yeah, they've kidnapped Mike Taz, and he's starting to like his captor. That's what it seems like. They're just like really me. good. <laughs> uh, either I got to be with it. It's going to happen, so I might as well uh, at least put my money where my mouth is. Hey, here's always a, an all-timer uh, in terms of sports conversations that's fun. Do you root for the team that beat your team so right. you can say, oh, we lost to the champs, or do you root for the team to lose that beat your team because they beat your team? Well, because it's the Eagles, normally I'd always be against it, but because everybody was really trying to laugh and make fun of the Giants, it's like, well, you find out what it's like playing the Eagles. They're real legit. I rooted for the Astros in the World Series, as tough as it was to do. Same same sort of thing. Stockholm Syndrome. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I do respect it. The Eagles are my most hated team in all of sports, them and the Red Sox. Can never do it, but I just want to be right about the Eagles this time around. Now, for me, it's only in, in college foot in college football. I, I think that makes sense. In the pros, I don't I don't get behind that. Hey, the Red Sox should suck again. The Orioles, the Orioles just made Brandon Kravitzes should be good. Uh, uh, yeah. Pitchers and catchers, you guys got to come hang out with me at the Wide World of Sports at Disney for some race spring training. Would love to. Uh, that is a guarantee, Zach. We'll we will guarantee that. We'll, I, we need to put together. Uh, Probably doing our show from there at the oh, very great. least. We should both do our shows from there, side by You're side. To the choir. I'll send you guys the notes. Did you, right. going. Did you guys already talk about us getting involved? Uh, I've asked if involving you guys would help our cause. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, so you guys noon uh, to three, then we're three to six, and yep. you know, we'll leave Ronnie and uh, and T. Kraz back in Tampa. I think we can make this work. Uh, you, I, it's it's your neck of the woods, though. Like you guys That's probably it. have more uh, pull than we do. So I'll send you some dates. Let's get it situated. All right, about you, a month away. You have your people. Call my people. We'll put this together. All right, sounds good. I'm on board. At Zach it. on the mic is how you can find him on social. Thanks so much, Zach. Have a great day, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Coming up, an ode to Kobe Bryant. Three years after his tragic passing, that is next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.